Yeah. Hey, so I made a Facebook post because I'm, I'm trying to try that out against Twitter with the recent revelation. You're, you're more of a Zuckerberg guy these days. Well, I don't know. I hate them both. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what to do next. I mean, I'm certainly not going to Reddit. Don't, I, don't go to Reddit. I'm, I'm, I'm big on Reddit. <laughs> don't no. go to Reddit. <laughs> but I posted about the pancake size. Uh, I've gone to a few breakfast places. I go once or twice a month out to breakfast, and I feel like the pancakes have lost diameter. It used to be a good, I don't know, 10 to 12 inches, and now they're maybe closer to six, right? And I'm like, what? Could, could it just be that it's cold out? <laughs> I wonder what. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a possible theory. Or is it supply chain issues? Do they want to keep their price low? Um, but I came up with a few few uh, names for breakfast pastries or breakfast carb carb uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got we've got the Geo Pancake, we've got the Demo Crepe, and the and the Waffle Election Party. Mm. I don't know. I uh, th- those pro- probably suck. But I woke up uh, about four a.m. yesterday morning and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and decided to write it down and do this cold open. Dude, this reminds me of, do you remember that TV show Review? Yeah. With Andy Daly? Yeah. With the funniest fucking episode of television I think I've ever seen. <laughs> pancakes, divorce, pancakes. <laughs> if, yeah. Listener, if you have not watched, just you don't even have to watch the whole show. Just watch that episode. I think it's on YouTube. This reminds me of your, your new names for uh, baked goods or breakfast foods. Uh, when I was studying to get my master's economics, which I did, I dropped out, but uh, I spent like most of my time there uh, taking the names of famous economists and coming up with uh, menu items for a bakery like Arthur Pagugu clusters mm-hmm. and John Maynard Keynes lime pie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I just elaborate on the last thing I came up with with yeah. a, a waffle election party? That's where you have an election party. And you have waffles there. Mm. Vote, right. vote blue. <laughs> okay. That's, 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 it's totally different than a Luftwaffe election. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to The Square. Your number one uh, baked goods podcast? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Fuck you. <laughs> we're all about baked goods yeah baked i love goods. i love baked goods i love i guess is a pancake a baked good not really um is it's it a, a baked fried, good or I guess a, it's a fried? fried good right i think it's fried yeah because another word from is fry cakes all right mm-hmm. fuck you we're the number one podcast of fried goods too we're yeah, johnny cakes fried good johnny cakes but then you got donuts That's a, is that a fried food or a baked good that's definitely know. a fried food right? okay okay yeah. you fry it mm-hmm. i think uh yeah yeah probably. i never made a donut in my life you fry them yeah but I would, I would, I'd fry, I'd learn to fry a donut, mm-hmm. but there's so many good donut places now. Like why would, you know, why do I need to make them? Come fry with me. Oh, that's, that's good. Dude, that's good. Yeah. You should come up with a parody song for that. <laughs> if there isn't already one. I feel like that's a weird Al song. Oh, I think it's a SpongeBob song. Oh, damn dude. Patrick Starr song. Patrick mm-hmm. Starr. Anyway, we're maybe it's Ren and Stimpy. Anyway, anyway, we're back in the Snake Pit, boys. We got the uh, the OG crew here. We got uh, me, Re, Diamond Jim, and a snake. Yee, Garden what? Snake, Garden Snake. Oh, dude, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's uh? Are you gonna be Summer Snake when it comes? I think I'm gonna stick with Garden Snake. Yeah, Garden it's, snake. it's more my style. More maybe, your speed. Maybe Summer Snake. Summer snake could be good. Well, 
friends. We're uh, we're here to you know do the thing that we do and and get really animated about the news or not animated. I don't know if the news isn't if the news isn't up to our standards of getting mad, then we just kind of say yeah, fuck it. I don't know. But there's some news that maybe we can get mad about, Jim, mm-hmm. or at least we can kind of laugh about, or you know, one way or the other, have a strong feeling. So let's kick it off. We are recording on Tuesday, April twenty sixth, and um, we we had news about an erstwhile Byron Brown supporting poll worker. Yeah, oh boy. Hmm. So, uh, so it's gonna be tough because this is gonna provide fodder for all the people who are like, oh, there is voter fraud. But realistically, all it says is like, when there is, the very few times it is, those people get caught almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And punished. And punished. In this particular case, with a felony charge. Yes. So, for those not in the know, a poll worker was caught uh, pre-stamping ballots for Byron Brown, handing them out. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming he was part of the Byron Brown campaign. I think he was, right? Is that what she. I read? She. Excuse me. Um, well, that, they didn't actually determine that yet. Okay. Whether or not they were just like some rogue supporter or if there was any official connection to the campaign. Right now, they're being punished as though they were just some rogue election worker. Uh, we'll see if anything happens. It's going to be tough to figure out if they are actually compl- connected to the campaign. It's not like anybody from the campaign is going to be like, oh, yeah, we totally told them to do that. Right, right. And, well, and shout out to our boy uh, Low Voltage in our Discord for, for bringing this one to my attention anyway. Um, I, You know, my thoughts on this... It, was there widespread fucking election fraud for Byron Brown? Well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, stranger things, I guess, have happened. Do I feel like it would change the result that India Walton would be mayor today? Probably not. Do I think that it would change the margins? Maybe significantly? Possibly. Right? I, I don't think it would change the margins significantly. I mean, I don't think that there was widespread fraud for Byron Brown. Well, I, by the way, when I say significant, significantly, I'd say like one or two percentage points is significant to me. I, I mean, I don't even think that that would happen. Okay. I mean, I think, I, I honestly think this was probably one rogue poll worker doing it. And if they stamped and handed out 50 ballots, that's not 1% of the, the race. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying what, what I'm trying to say is like, if there was, I, I guess I'm trying to say, like, if there were widespread voter fraud, it would be like a, a significant number. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just talking myself into fucking I, circles like an idiot. But. I mean, if there were widespread fraud, yes, it would affect the margins. But I think it's ridiculous to think that there was widespread fraud. R- right, right, right. For sure. I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, all right, there's some of the shit that happens sparingly here or there. India Walton would not be mayor today right and there's Even no still. there's no reason to have like a revote because one person was acting fraudulently and you have this bad actor uh, i mean and you know like this always gets back to like an occam's razor type of thing like what's more likely there was widespread fraud and we only caught one person or there was only one person doing it yeah i i also think too like i mean again i don't think india walton supporters or progressive socialists you know whatever i gotta figure out a word whatever um left left-leaning individuals i don't want to get caught in the fucking mire of she was robbed like her campaign was robbed like we've we've talked at so much length on the show about the strengths the weaknesses the 
things that Indy Walton could have done better, the things that Indy Walton and her campaign did well. Focus on that. This is a nothing. This is a nonsense story. It's like a Byron Byron Brown. You know, he's crooked. You know, he's corrupt in some ways. Um, I don't think he has the pull to have this be like a widespread voter fraud thing. He just doesn't. No, I, I mean, the thing is, so the person who hires the election, the poll inspectors, is are the commissioners of the board of elections for the respective parties. Zellner, as ineffective as he is, he wasn't going, you know, to the mat for Byron Brown. He, I mean, he wasn't going to the mat for India Walton either. Realistically, he didn't give a shit who won the mayor's race. And he, like, you could tell because he acted that way. Like, did he, did he help India Walton out at all? No. Should he have? Yeah, she won the Democratic primary. He's the chairman of the Democratic Party. He should have gone to the mat for her. But, you know, the the mayor, like, there, sure, there are going to be people who are going to be hired as election inspectors who are going to be loyal to the mayor. But he doesn't have enough juice to make the, all the commission, the, all the inspectors across the city make sure that they are loyal to him and not loyal to the Democratic Party, you know, at large. There's more of them that are the election inspectors are going to be loyal to ECDC. Realistically, having worked for the board of elections, most of the people who who are election inspectors don't give a shit about ECDC or the mayor. They're registered Democrats or whatever, but they're also like 6,000 years old and they've got nothing to do for 20 hours, so they'll, they'll work for $6 an hour. That's why they're election inspectors. That's not that because, like, you know, they're just so gung-ho about a particular candidate. Maybe some of them, but that's a very small minority of the election inspectors. For the most part, it's just people who have nothing else to do and happen to be a registered member of one of the two major political parties. And for the most part, I mean, they're mostly really nice and very civically-minded people. You know, like, they they give a shit about... Uh, say what you will about elections and, you know, the fucking spectacle of choice under capitalism or, you know, whatever you want to say. But really, they do give a shit about democracy and civic mindedness. And like 99.9999% of these poll workers are just sweet old people. They sometimes will have baked goods. You know, they're they're real nice. I mean, I think you're overestimating how what percentage of them are sweet old people because a lot of them are Republican. All right. But... I mean, most of them are generally sweet old people. And, they, they, yeah, they just want the elections to, like, go off without a hitch and to be fair. Yes. So don't drive yourself crazy thinking about this. But do you, you think know. that was fair to all our Republican listeners? Yeah, both are Republican <laughs> listeners. If they want to get real upset. Oh, okay. They, I mean, they, listen, like, outside of, like, the frothing in the mouth, Republicans, which... You could argue everybody online is frothing in the mouth in some ways, but a lot of like the I'm not I'm not going to say like oh Republicans are nice people. What I'm saying is like a lot of the older uh, conservative types, if they're not raging shitheads, are are pretty nice interpersonally. It's just they believe the most insane insane batshit stuff you could imagine. Right? Yeah, I know. I mean, they are like the genteel racists. Yes, like they're they're going to be nice to your face. They wish you didn't live in this country. Right. But they're going to be nice to you to your face. But they are going to go home and watch Fox News for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and completely rot their fucking brains. Right. But, they're you know, they'll be nice to you, like, mm-hmm. you know, personally. You probably get a lot of this in Lancaster. This is... <laughs> yeah, this, this is my, my whole living experience, being in Lancaster, dealing with the civically-minded 
racist Republicans, like the you know, the compassionate conservatives, or a lot of these people are old enough that they're like, well, no, I I still you know I I'm still like a Nixon Kissinger Republican. Yeah, yeah. like they're they're even pre-existing the compassionate conservatives of George W. Bush. Compassionate conservatives. There's a turn of phrase. What a genius uh, <laughs> turn of phrase that was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. So we had a big story from um, it was it was Telvac, right? Who? Uh, oh, I think it was Char- Charlie. Charlie Sprague. Charlie Sprague. Charlie Sprague excuse me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. T- Telvac had uh, plenty of big stories of his own, but Charlie Sprague of the Buffalo News. We had the uh, reveal of oh, was oh, thirteen hundred. Um, hold on, I'm going to pull up. No, 225. 225, excuse me. It was, out, oh, fuck me. Since 2017. Yeah, being a large percentage of the active police force. Right, 225 region, right? Uh, police officers been suspended or terminated. Mm-hmm. What ended up being, like 12%? Something like that. That's that's a large number. So Although although it's weird, it's tough because people who were suspended more than once were like double counted, so like oh, the math okay, is kind, okay, of, okay. kind of wonky. So 10%. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's still a sizable population of the law enforcement officers in the area. I'd say, uh, and, and and again, these are just people who were actually suspended or are terminated for their offenses. Right. This, this doesn't include people who weren't suspended because the department reviewed and said, "No, you, you didn't use excessive force or whatever." Swept it under the rug or something. Okay, so the thirteen hundred number. It was uh, investigation more than thirteen hundred police records. Yes. Yeah. That until recently were concealed from public view, um, as you guys were saying. So, was it? So I'm looking at the highlights here. That bombshell story. Out. Yeah, it is. It is actually a very big story. Um, employ- so major findings of our Buffalo News investigation, which is the broadest review ever conducted of police misconduct cases in Erie and Niagara counties. Um, they employed at least 166 officers who were suspended and 59 who were fired or resigned after facing allegations of misconduct since 2017. Some officers had multiple suspensions and were counted more than once, like you said, Jim. Um, they allowed some officers to keep their badges despite serious misconduct, ranging from using excessive force on civilians to using racial slurs. Rarely determined their officers had used excessive force, Officers were found to have used excessive force in only 14% of those cases and had a mixed record of making disciplinary files public. Some agencies turned over hundreds of files while others found ways to conceal them or delay their release, despite the 2020 repeal of a state law that shielded that had shielded them in secrecy. Um, I mean, look, this is unacceptable. I, I'll start there. Like, I, I, I think the... Police have, I'll say it, like I do think it is a difficult job. I think they're under some major constraints. This isn't right. This is like, this is ridiculous. How do you have a police force where you're hiding? I get it. Like, I know you want to try to avoid public outcry, so you don't release this stuff, but there needs to be a public outcry here. Right. If you worked in any other field, especially in the public sector, where this large percentage of your employees were being suspended or terminated for for cause, there'd be crazy public outcry. I worked in administration for the Department of Social Services overseeing child protection, foster care, adult protection, caseworkers. If I said that, if I, if it came out that 10% of our child protection workers were being suspended or terminated for cause. Huge news. I mean, people, be people would go fucking nuts. 
But instead, it's the thin blue line. We got to back the blue. Uh, if you make any criticisms, you hate cops and you hate America, and you know you're whatever you you want Sharia law or whatever nonsense they're going to say. Well, and these are the kind of numbers that make normies say like, "What the fuck?" You know, like these are. It's not like it, again. And I don't mean to paint people with a broad brush. I really don't. But I, I know there is a faction of people, probably a lot of our listeners, frankly, who are who might not believe in the institution of policing or who believe that, you know, that police by and large, a cab, you know, there, there are a lot of people um, who believe that. However, there is, I think, a lot more people who have accepted that, OK, the police are part of society. They function, whatever fine i i'm not gonna make a pronunciation either way on that but what i will say is that that latter group sees numbers like this and they open up the newspaper and they say what the fuck like the people who are the people who are accepting of policing or who are fine with cops but you know whatever like they're they're there they're gonna be there i think this is the eye opener i I really do this is like a okay there's something seriously wrong with this institution I mean, I hope so, especially that uh, like that a organization like the Buffalo News printed this article. I mean, Buffalo News, not a bastion of leftist thought. No, very, very much anti defund the police. And this is the type of thing that will feed into people saying maybe not like, you know, it's going to be tough, honestly, to get the average American to buy into defund the police, unfortunately. I mean, personally, I think it's unfortunate. I think, yes, we should be defunding the police. I think, I think we should be redirecting resources from law enforcement to other areas in the government so we can address inequalities and, and issues so they don't become law enforcement issues. And a lot of the issues that the law enforcement re- responds to aren't law enforcement issues. Mental health emergencies are not law enforcement issues, and they respond to them. And, you know... It, I, I would like to see a breakdown of like you know the things that they responded to like how many of the of this excessive force things were people having mental health issues probably a lot because they're not trained the police aren't trained in how to deal with somebody who's having a mental health issue or, or some sort of episode and so they don't know what to do so they get frustrated so they just lash out and beat the shit out of them I mean I'm I'm somebody of the opinion where it's like there there will always be some kind of institution that it, it, like is the police that is an extension of the state uh that will enforce the law like i think that is i i i think that will always exist in some fashion or needs to exist in some fashion however do we need like a paramilitary force that gets all sorts of like iraq war grade weaponry no do we need to have um all sorts of fucking excessive force uh charges like completely hidden from the public until the buffalo news fucking busts it out and we could see like instead of what we would view as a you know a a force for safety or protection ends up being one that's just completely violent and again i know a lot of our listeners are going to say see that's what the cops are i mean maybe but i again for the normie section of people who are just like okay there's going to be cops um like this is just ridiculous. It's it's outrageous. I will say Ryan and I were talking earlier uh, today. One of the things that, like, speaking of law enforcement, that in this country that drives me nuts is in 
any other country, basically, cop cars are like white or yellow. They're there so you can easily identify them and easily see them because they're there as for safety and peacekeeping. And in this country, they're all black and hidden so they can jump out and surprise you and catch you because they're not there to support you. They're there to fuck with you and to ruin your life. That's the point of being a cop in this country right now. And it doesn't look good for them when you get articles in the Buffalo News saying that like 10 to 12% of your workforce has to be suspended or terminated it in a field where they go out of their way to cover for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Police unions might be the strongest unions in this country. Absolutely. And there's, they still have this rate of suspension and termination. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... No wonder it's it's no wonder that they are so against a like civilian review board in the city of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Shame, <sighs> shame on you, yeah. all you cops. You got suspended. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. Any other ones? <laughs> good, too. good. Cop. Probably did some shit. Uh, I'm not gonna say that, uh, but I mean, I will say like I will say that this is a this is an eye opener. This is a shocker. This might re- <clears throat> excuse me. This might uh, corroborate a lot of things you already believe. But even if you didn't have any of those prior beliefs, I I think that um, you you have cause to be upset or at least to say this is kind of fucked. So anyway, moving on, Jim. You think uh, you think all the cops are gonna be at the Italian festival? Probably. Yeah. Back on hurdle, baby. Back on hurdle. Oh yeah. We back. Uh, yeah, no, the, that's the, the rightful place for the yes. Italian fest. Come on. Where, where, where was it before? Uh, where, brother. Did they, where did they change it? To? They took it down to canal side. It oh, was, Jesus. it was at the outer Harbor. God damn. And then, uh, I think for a couple of years it was the outer Harbor and it was just on this black top lot, hotter mm-hmm. than hell, not enjoyable at all. And I think they moved it to Delaware for a year, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah, I can't remember what, what portion of Delaware. Finally back on hurdle, back on hurdle or it should be so that. You, you can have all your fried dough sitting in the street and hurdle for weeks. Yeah, that's my my favorite thing about going to. How is he going to feed the rats? Well, the rats and and or I went there one time with a pomeranian, <laughs> and that son of a bitch just kept running all over and like it probably ate like ten pounds of fried dough that day. I didn't know Ernest was Italian. Oh, this was pre-Ernest. This was a different Pomeranian. Oh, oh, so that Pomeranian was Italian. <laughs> yeah, this, this was uh, Elizabeth's uh, Pomeranian, oh, okay. Henri. Henry. Uh, uh, okay. Miss you, buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's just, it, it, I mean, Pomeranians are essentially like brightly colored rats. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I wonder how Ernest feels about wine slushies. <laughs> I wonder how he feels about Sorrento cheese. <laughs> Sorrento cheese. Uh, my favorite thing about Galbani now. Now that it's uh, now that it's back on hurdle, I can finally go see Italian American Idol again. Hey, what, what, was, what was this? That's so they they do it at the Italian Fest. They do a singing competition, Italian American Idol. Holy shit! And, it, and it's yes, and it's do. it's mostly just like fifteen year olds named Vincent singing uh, "That's Amore" mm-hmm. over and over again. Wow, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> There's some Frank Sinatra thrown in there. Yeah, there's some Sinatra thrown in there a little bit, but just a bunch of like fucking precocious Michael Bublé wannabes. <laughs> All right. It's going ham up there. That's cool. I like that. Good for them. Good for the Italians. Right. Well, I'll definitely be there after hours throwing nerds into the trash cans. You th- uh, <laughs> what? You're going to be you're going to be beating up the uh, the yeah, nerds. You're getting drunk and uh, throwing the noids in the trash cans. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, stealing, are you saying, I'm, a, I'm a tough guy. Oh, you're stealing Italian valor. <laughs> you, did you just have your celebration? Oh, Dingus Day, sure. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say... Uh, it was cold as hell. I was going to say Easter, but yeah, yeah Dingus well, Day. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Dingus Day is the actual day. Yeah. No, good for the Italian Fest. I haven't, I haven't been in years. It's usually too fucking hot. But, uh, I, oh man, all the summer shit that's like outside on the street. We're back. Buffalo's back. We're, we're back. Dude, there's going to be so much uh, summer shit coming up. Um, there's going to be the, the Greek Festival and, and Pride, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim, Jim used to have some great jokes on. <laughs> uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what else is coming up? Uh, the Allentown... Art festival, uh, art festival. And, always also too hot. Yeah, and Allen West the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> so that's because Allentown Art Festival ends at what um, Elmwood, so that the west side, like the from um, from Jim Stakeout to around the corner is the Allen West Festival, where it, like you don't have to pretend like you're selling art. <laughs> you know the, those garbage uh-huh. things that uh, that's. Uh, not all the vendors at the Elton Art Festival are garbage. Okay. There's like the same percentage of vendors at the Elton Art Festival are good as a percentage of cops who are getting suspended or terminated. <laughs> the other, the rest of the vendors are like the unsuspended cops where 90% of them are trash. Mm-hmm. It, it, like last time I, I say this all the time, but last time I was at the Elton Art Festival, the two things that I distinctly remember seeing there was a dog sweater that said who farted. <laughs> and a uh, velvet painting of Jim Kelly jumping into the end zone against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, beautiful. Mm. So please, please, you know, Allentown Historic Com- Committee or whatever, whoever runs the Allentown Art Festival, please tell me more why you had to kick music as art out of Allentown the same <laughs> weekend because it was damaging the, in- yeah. the integrity of your art festival. How much do you think one of those velvet paintings would go for on Antiques Roadshow? I mean, probably n- a lot now because, like, instead of Jim Kelly, they all have Josh Allen on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that that was an easy replacement. Right, it's, and now it's uh-huh. Josh Allen hurtling somebody oh. as opposed to Jim Kelly diving into the end zone against the Dolphins. I approve. Oh, yeah, for sure. But what you really need to do is is find the... Uh, the, the velvet painting of Trent Edwards throwing the ball four yards downfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, guys, uh, topic of discussion in the Discord today, oh. at least at least uh, a brief one, but I thought it was worthy of discussing a little bit here. Have we have we reached peak brewery in Buffalo? Peak brewery. Are there too many breweries? Every time I think we've hit peak brewery. There comes another one, and it does well. I don't know. I mean, my... You like to drink here. We do like to drink here. And my reference is, we talked about this on the pod before. Last year, Ryan and his wife and I were in Portland, Maine. Oh, yeah. Portland has more breweries than Buffalo, and the population of Portland is like 60,000 people. Mm Mm-hmm. Now You've it's got a, a long way to go. It, Portland is a big vacation city, and it is only an hour and a half from Boston, so they get a lot of people from, coming up from Boston. But still, the population of Portland is like half the size of Cheektowaga, and it has more breweries in the city of Buffalo. So I think we have room to go. Yeah. Before we're at peak brewery, are they all going to be IPAs though? Well, that was the kind of the conversation in the Discord today. Right. Is that 
there's some IPA blowback. I mean, in general, online yeah. right now. Yeah, there there is, and I like IPAs. Well, it, that was kind of my point. Not that, all about them, but that was kind of my point. Is that you know people say, well, there's too many IPAs. Yeah, but if you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant. When people come in and ask, if, if they don't ask just generally what beer do you have, they say what IPAs do you have. Mm-hmm. That tends to be people's go-to beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has in the United States at least replace the Pilsner style as the go-to style of well, beer. You can go and ask for a Pilsner, but you're going to get some shitty domestic that you don't want. For the yeah. most part. I mean, For the, the most part. There are some breweries that do good Pilsners, but mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of bars carry them. Some bars do. A lot of bars don't, especially I, your towny bars. I think there's been waves, right? Like I, people, people have been like saying, you know, they dislike IPAs for almost a decade now. Um, and, and I mean, they're still very prevalent. Don't get me wrong, but that discussion gets had, it pops up every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also been a wave of like, there was a lot of hazy IPAs for a while, yeah, yeah. um, which are not, you know, they don't have as much bite to them. Of course. Um, there's a lot of uh, sours seem to be sours are picking the, up the big movement. Which um, I, I cannot get into. Yeah, they're, but I appreciate it. they're yeah. good. They're, they're almost like wine where they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like just a, touch too sweet at times but i still mm-hmm. enjoy them mm-hmm. um but no i like yes to your point i think that there is still a <laughs> i I, th- I think there is still room for growth crazy enough um in large part because you kind of gravitate towards your maybe like neighborhood brewery now it seems like yeah. you know it's like it used to be you'd go out to southern tier brewery and that was the big pilgrimage to mm-hmm. to the brewery but now there's so many of them like you can kind of pick and choose, and right. generally you have a lot of good ones even in your backyard. Yeah, I, the the real competition for the the microbreweries and the local breweries isn't are there too many of them to succeed as standalone spots for people to go, but it's the competition for them for tap handles at other places, mm-hmm. other other bars or restaurants that aren't breweries across the city. There's just so many of them that you know if you're Mister Sizzles, you only have so many taps. And you, you, you can't, if there's 30 breweries in the city of Buffalo and you only have six taps, there's only so many. And, and you, of course, you know, they're also picking things, you know, at any bar is not just yeah. sizzles. I'm just picking, not picking just on sizzles, but like they're going to have the, things that aren't going to be micro brews from your city. The more taps, the better. I feel like we finally reversed the damage done by prohibition because it used to be this way. It used to be your local brewery. And if you go to like England or, or Germany where beer is pretty prevalent, that's how it is. You've got your neighborhood brewery there, mm-hmm. right? So I think we're getting back to that model. Um, Prohibition did away with that. Obviously right. killed most of the small-time breweries, and I'm, I'm all for it. So we have not yet reached more breweries. Nope. Right. There's more. Bring it out, baby. You want to start a brewery? Dude, that'd be cool. <laughs> there's too many, but maybe not. There's, I, don't think there's an, I don't think there's enough. <laughs> I, I can't wait for like five years from now when well, we have peak dispensary conversations conversations well let's see we've all got facial hair i've got flannel on you got suspenders right and i got a mustache and you got a mustache so right. i think we're right re- i think we're, we're ready to go you got a mustache and a snapback i mean we're oh, we, hell yeah, we're, dude. We're, we're basically hitting like the the brewery triumphant right here oh yeah we, we really do look like dirtbag <laughs> right right that's, that's, <laughs> we're brewery caesars that's right hell yeah dude uh buffalo in addition to having very many breweries. Now on the board, all I've seen is Golden Snow. Are we, is that what are we talking about here? What, you, Golden Snow Glow. Oh, Golden Snow Glow. Right, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> you, you ruined my segue. I was going to say, oh. I was going to say, in addition to having uh, too many breweries, we had too much snow this year. Oh, that too. Too much golden snow. Too much gold. Too many cooks. <laughs> Don't drink the golden snow. Uh, no, Buffalo is uh, the official winner of the 2021 uh, 2022 Golden Snow Globe Award with the most inches of snowfall in the country, beating out luminaries like Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, Rochester, Syracuse, um, Grand Rapids was on the list. Grand Rapids was on the list. So this is just for cities with a population greater than a hundred thousand. Yes. So, you know, basically all of North Dakota probably beat Buffalo, but none of those towns count. Right. The 10 people that live there are like, ah, shit. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, our rightful place as the big snow globe owners. It's, and it wasn't very close either. No. And, and I didn't actually feel like we had a bad year for snow. It just felt like we kept, like, yeah, we didn't have like a bad year. It wasn't because we didn't get like dumped on. It's consistent. It's just a lot of it. It's a lot of it. It just sucked. It sucked. I'm ready for it to be warm, dudes. Like yeah. I got a, I got a taste of it. We got a taste of it for on a couple su- days. Oh, yeah. Sunday and half a Monday. And then I got, went to shit again. Now I'm cold. Oh, my God, man. I want the warmth back. I oh my god! I want the vitamin D. Stop teasing me. I want. I'm ready. I'm ready to shed the seasonal depression. I I had the fucking bu- garbage. I had the pink buffalo rad tank top on on Sunday. Nice dude. Getting my vitamin D. That's I. I just want to. I I throw it back to last year and play Lord Solar Power over and over again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, dude. I want to. I want to like. I I get the worst seasonal depression. Like I just feel like dog shit when the weather's bad and i and i take i take vitamin d every day because i know you know uh alleged allegedly they say like dudes who have um not dudes people human beings human uh, people with like darker skin are more susceptible to it mm-hmm. so i take vitamin d d3 just to kind of try to ward it off and it doesn't matter it doesn't work like i still feel like fucking garbage when it's shitty outside i'm not saying you're big but the bigger you are you're you're a bigger guy. I'm, I'm, saying, I mean, I'm a big galoot. You're you're, you're you're meaty. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So you <laughs> <laughs> so you need more, you probably meet need more a more vitamin D than what you're taking, but you also have to pair that with vitamin K two. Vitamin K vitamin K two. Right. That's right. And it all aids in calcium uptake and, and metabolism and all that. Isn't that like K two? Uh, isn't that the spice? Isn't that like the crazy drug? No, that's well, K two is, is, not what is, I'm is the second to. tallest mountain in the world. <laughs> that that too. No, it's an actual vitamin. Look it up. And that's uh, that's Doctor Ryan, there right? That's, uh, no, I, I think I saw this on Doctor Snake on Law and Order uh, with Ice T one time. Oh, the yeah. K two is the name of the street drug that kids were taking. <laughs> uh, I, wish, I wish I could do a good Ice T impression, but I would, I would not do well. I wish I could do it. I wish I could do that too. That'd be a great yeah, impression. Yeah, to yeah. Have. I wouldn't do him justice. No, no but no. but if. If anybody can do a good iced tea impression, please, we want you on the show. Yes, oh, absolutely. Because that would be a great trick to pull out at parties is to be able to be, do iced tea. He's a he's a great Twitter follow. Oh, my gosh. He's a, he's an awesome Twitter follow. You know who um, is poster. also, you know who's an also just an amazing Twitter follower, a follow and top tier poster? That's right. Oh. It's Nate Watch. <laughs> well. They would be a good Twitter follow, a Twitter follow, I should say, except Nate's on private mode. Nate's private. He's locked. 
You cannot fo- if you did not follow the McMurray maniac before. You can no longer follow him, Jim. What's what's going on with Nate? Well, f- before we get into exactly what's going, this was pre- uh, preceded by last weekend, uh, like Thursday or Friday, or last week, like Thursday or Friday. Nate sent out a tweet, which was amazing, about how people <laughs> on on social media need to have more self awareness. <laughs> okay hell yeah dude (laughs) i was like hell yeah is is this the same guy who took a picture of himself in a kobe bryant jersey and put it on twitter i guess so god damn (laughs) like god damn i mean like at at this point he's just trolling me by saying oh yeah people on social media have to have more (laughs) self-awareness Oh, well, yeah, so I actually didn't follow Nate before. I should have for the pod. I I didn't I, I not want to be subse- subjected to that shit every day. I I couldn't do it to myself. Truthfully, if somebody the podcast ap- account follows him. Okay. So we got that at least. We got oh, some okay. recourse. All right. Well, I I got a new phone and like I lost all my login shit, so I lost oh. the info for the podcast <laughs> account. So you'll have to send that to me again, right? Okay. Um so I don't regularly follow Nate's tweets. I just get them sent to me, and the ones that get sent to me are gold. But mm-hmm. my brain can't handle the constant stream of Nate. It just can't do it. it it's like it would be too much Nate overload. But uh, we yesterday, um, which would be Monday for those keeping track at home, um, Nate tweeted out, and I think this is in response to Elon Musk buying Twitter. So... You know, there's a lot of people who have gone into uh, deactivate mode on this uh, with the Elon purchase. We'll talk about that in just a second. But Nate tweeted out, Twitter has been a powerful tool to share my beliefs, but I'm stepping away. I'm not canceling my account, but it's going silent for a while. I need to see where this goes. What's next for Twitter, myself, our country? Love you all. Love Western New York. Still love America. Nate. Thank you, Nate. You're a true. You're a true posting patriot, my friend. You are, um, you know. You're not gonna. You're not gonna shut it down. This is an archive of you know all of the. Uh, yeah. Thanks for not shutting it down. Wonderful tweets, you know, and um, I. I salute there, you for your service. There were instructions going around to how to fully. Uh, deactivate and delete your twi- Twitter account. He didn't do that. And you can easily de- delete all your past posts. Dude. I, okay. I he, guess we can talk didn't. about I guess we can talk about this a little, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. We can, we, what, what do we think, boys, about... Uh, about the Elon thing? The, the You know, the Elon thing. I think it sucks that it happened. Is it going to keep me off Twitter? Not in the near term. I want to wait and see what happens. I mean, we're going from one insane billionaire to another, owning it, right? So... Big fucking deal. What would be the thing that would get you to quit? Like, what Elon thing that he could do would make you be like, ah, this... Well, I tell you, it wouldn't be bringing Donald Trump back. Oh, no. I, I would stay on Twitter for that. Yeah, right. I I, I miss the big guy. He was I, number one top-tier poster. I am hearing rumblings that the Biden administration is worried about disinformation with him owning Twitter. They're shitting their pants a little bit about it. Mm. Well, I mean... It's, it's, Elon has said that he's he wants to get rid of the bots. He also says he wants to verify every human. Okay. Uh, so, 
That's going to take a lot of the fun out of it. Well, what's going to really take a lot of the fun is that for him to verify us is he has to come to the snake pit and, and, <laughs> and, and see us in person. We've got weed, Elon. Yeah. You can be on the pod. Yep. Oh, dude. You can bring your 80 kids. That's right. Dude, I'd have... Bring, bring Grimes. No, they broke up, dog. Well, I'm sure they still hang out. Uh-oh. Do you hang out with your ex-wife? Whoops, what happened? Oh, did I pull some shit out? Yeah. All right. Oh, time out. I don't know. It's better now. It was all it was all buzzy wuzzy. You probably say that you are better now. Better now. I'm obsessed. There's like this um this dude on YouTube who'll do like eighties remixes of popular songs and he did a remix of uh Post Malone's Better Now and it's like this peppy synthy uh just eighties wave. Oh, it's awesome, dude. I love it. You probably say that you are better now. Better now. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I would talk to Elon Musk. I mean, I, I think he's kind of a fucking idiot. Like, I don't want to. Oh, he's he is a really dumb, rich guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I would like, I kind of want to know, like, what it would be like to talk to a really dumb, rich guy in person. I wouldn't yeah. want to do it all the time. Right. No. But, like, I'd, I'd definitely ask him for money. Well, yeah, of I course. I don't know about you guys. I would ask him for some money. Right. Well, that's the, that's the problem with those guys, though. You can't ask them for money. You can't, because then they'll be like, okay, fuck you. I'm not well, going to uh, give you money. You well, have to think of, like, some kind yeah, of scam. I'll come up with some harebrained business idea or right. invention. Mm-hmm. Right. I got enough car parts in the garage. I can come up with something. Those dudes, like, there's a reason Shark Tank exists. They, oh, they, yeah. love, they love shit like that. They, they love to feel like they're outsmarting uh, mm-hmm. everybody, like, oh, I'm, I'm zigging when they're zagging. And I'd, maybe I'd just ask him for some Dogecoin. Dogecoin. So I mean, the the thing is, so is that clearly this is just a vanity project for Musk. Oh sure. Like the numbers have already come out. The uh, Twitter would have to make more money than it's ever made in a given year for him to pay just the interest on the the forty five billion dollar loan he took to buy Twitter. Yeah. So he's going to lose money on it. Mm -hmm. You know, he makes so much money off of his other dividends and stocks and sure. his portfolio that government subsidies well basically government subsidies <laughs> uh that he can easily cover the the running loss for you know i mean people are saying well what a bad business decision look it's essentially like owning an nhl team most nhl teams lose money or maybe even a newspaper or even a newspaper yeah it is it is it is weird that like this is a this is a different animal, you know. Like Twitter, for better or worse, is the major. Uh, it is like a key way that people get information. Um, and having like a dude, I'm not saying like Jack Dorsey or, or whatever fucking group of you know oil fucking billionaires actually own Twitter um, is any better than Elon Musk. I don't know. But it is important to keep an eye on who owns it. I think I think at the very least you can say that is to be abreast of. Yeah, well, and I think it was it, you know the one thing with Twitter, even with you know Dorsey having like nominal controlling interest because he had like, but he only had like three percent of the stock. Yep. I mean, Elon Musk is can take a private. He he basically owns mm-hmm. he owns the majority now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's totally different. That that is a totally different animal as far as like it comes to, you know, one person having actual control of what is a 
vibrant medium for people conversing. Now, I, I do think that, look, there's a chance that Twitter could just go away. It's, it, it's not that ingrained in the population. And you know, it's not like we have a bunch of sickos like us. But it's not like we haven't seen other things in the last 25 years sure. that were at one point like, oh, the the entire internet uses this, and this was never going away, and then no one uses AOL anymore, or GeoCities, or, you know... MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, like, so there are things that can just fucking disappear. For sure, and I think a lot of that, too, is like, it's weird to think about age, the age, like user age in the internet, you know, like I think it's, um, I think it's a, a topic that is ripe for exploration. And as there's more, like we've, we've only had the internet truthfully, like for, for 30 years as you know, the, the broad populace has experienced it. I think there will be more scholarly examination of the history of the internet, maybe in the next 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the internet ages, uh, in the periods of internet time and, and who used the internet in those times, you know, AOL took off by and large because AOL sent fucking discs to your house and, you know, like middle age and, you know, older adults are like, Oh, okay. I can just pop this in my computer but, and they, they made they, it easy for right, you. They, that's the thing is they made it easy for you to log on. And then AOL was still dominant until basically the, the providers came up and said, well, we can just, you don't have to dial in anymore. We could just make so that you can just click on this and you automatically go right to the internet, and you didn't need that interface for your you, the, the the your cable provider became your internet service provider. You didn't have to have a separate service provider. They made it they made it easier than AOL did. Right. Other thing, like you're saying though, is like you know, like Facebook. What well, the the common joke is like that's for boomers. Like nobody under the age of like forty uses Facebook regularly anymore. It's sort of true for. Uh, Twitter as well. You know, I mean, you know, the Zoomers in that, they don't use Twitter. No, it's millennials and up. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're buying into things that are made to not last. And, you know, it's one thing, like, if you're Jack Dorsey or whatever, and, like, you basically invent Twitter and you make billions of dollars off it, good for you. It's quite another thing when you're Elon Musk and you're like, I'm going to spend $45 billion to get a controlling interest on something that has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't uh, Fox do that with MySpace and then, and then it completely shit the bed? Yeah, I'm, or I'm hoping that happens. Uh, Yahoo again. Yahoo purchased Tumblr. Yeah, right, right. Um, um, or or uh, Time Warner buying AOL. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it could certainly be a big bust. But the flip side is, yes, it does have a shelf life. Yes, that demo is going to age out. However, the demo of Twitter users also has the disposable income you know like that's like I, I know i know we're at a weird point in this country where people who are in their 30s and their 40s still don't have like the kind of disposable income uh that you would expect from previous generations and the purchasing power but they will you know like they like yeah you can't buy a house but you can still buy enough consumer goods right like you can buy stuff people in the 30s and 40s generally have jobs they have cars they have um you know apartments maybe homes and and they buy consumer goods electronics etc um it could be a smart bet you know like if it depends on what what kind of time period you're thinking but and i'm no fucking like i'm not, i'm no fucking investor i don't know what? But I, I I do think that maybe it's not the worst idea if you're like a dude like Elon trying to make money. But I I, I do think that actually 
the the common demographic you're looking for for the mass max spending of disposable income is actually the 18 to 35 year old bracket people once they get into their 40s either have kids or they're saving for retirement and they're they're looking forward towards the fact that they're going to in 20 years no longer work he's actually i i actually think that he is hitting the, the wrong demographic like they i mean people who are in their 30s or 40s now with millennials or young gen xers assume that they're never going to retire so maybe they don't have to save for retirement they're going to work until they die um but generally like if you're an advertiser, you're going after that 18 to 35 year old demographic. Those people who aren't don't necessarily have kids and aren't worried about saving money for retirement yet, and are just spending all their money. That has traditionally been the demographic you're going after. And I think something like Twitter, like you're with millennials now being like 28 plus, and the generation underneath it, you're missing like half the demographic that you're looking for. We'll see if it ends up being a uh, a giant fucking bust for Elon Musk. But one, he won't have Nate McMurray to kick around. I'll tell you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he won't have he won't have Nate McMurray That's to right. kick around. Uh, and and maybe not my may, Nate, but maybe but maybe Elon will read some of Nate's tweets and and become more self aware of his social media presence. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and he definitely needs needs Nate to kind of shine the light on, on that for him. Nate McMurray, by the way, has not posted in two days. Wow, which his hands got to be shaken. Dude, he's got to oh be posting somewhere. You know he's got a burner, right? Oh my yeah. god, he has, dude. Definitely, he has to have a. He's got. Hopefully, a, he's spending time with his family. He's got. A, he's got like. You remember where there was a time where they're like uh, everybody had not everybody, but there's a lot of people that had like alt accounts and they posted yeah, like sure. the salacious pictures on there. Oh yeah, you know he he definitely has like multiple alt accounts. <laughs> That's Nate McMurray Ludes <laughs> sleeveless McMurray. <laughs> That's, That's, yeah. Right, uh, it's me, mate Nick Nuri. <laughs> Putri Coon. Putri Coon. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, well, boys, I think uh, that's it. It's a short but sweet one this week. You know, we're 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 putting in we're putting in the work for for you, the listener. Uh, some some hosts here have not been feeling one hundred percent, but they put in one hundred percent effort. Mm-hmm. We all do. So, thanks for listening. Um, what what do we got? Are we missing anything before we wrap up, boys? I think we're good. I think that's good. We're good. All right. Hey, Discord. Uh, join the Discord. Square Pod. Uh, listen to us wherever you listen to us. Google, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcast, Patreon, Patreon, Square Podcast on Patreon. Give us money. Buy our shirts. Where do we where do we sell the shirts? Uh, do we have a store? Yeah, the link the link is in every description, every podcast. Okay, follow the link. If you go to the fucking uh, Twitter page or the Instagram, you can buy a shirt. Um, the the man the spanning time ones. Even if you've never watched Buffalo sixty six, and shame on you if you haven't. But even if you haven't watched Buffalo sixty six, the design is sick. I love it, and the shirts are very soft. So cop yourself, just like me. Just like Snake, mm-hmm. cop yourself a uh, sick fit for the summer 2022 where you can be outdoors and people can actually see you again. So that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.